Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Lauren Marks. And my name is Michelle Moss. And I'm so glad you got your name right today. The thing to get right. <laughs> a win of the day. Yeah. Well, that's a change, you know, and that changes. Yeah. You got to get get used to the change. Like I said before, 66 days or 66 times of doing it. And then maybe it'll be in our heads. <laughs> I'm walk around saying my name all day. People think I'm crazy. <laughs> well, I, when I see Lauren Marks on like your social media, I'm like, who's that? friend on my page yeah it's funny anyway um if you have a good weekend because today's our monday catch-up we did um it's a lot with back to school and then birthdays so that was kind of our whole weekend was birthday celebrating and i forgot how exhausting um girl sleepovers can be when they want to stay up all night and giggle and so i was i was definitely a little tired so whose birthday was it well, Mira's was Friday and then Gia's is Wednesday. So then you have like a They're five days apart. So they had both friends group stay the night. Um, we actually stayed at their other grandma's, my ex-mother-in-law, when I stayed the night too. So it was fun. Just exhausting. Well, I miss having that much energy, to be honest, to like be like, I can stay up for hours. Like, no, I'm like, when are we going to bed? <laughs> <laughs> How many girls ended up spending the night? I think there was eight of them. Wow. That's a, that was a a big endeavor (laughs) that many girls um well we had a great weekend I know this will come out later but we just had our 35th wedding anniversary and you know it it is so wonderful to be at this place and to go celebrate and and just have a great day at we had a it was Sunday so we had a great service at, at our church we went to the pool we went and had a great dinner at Gervasi we we had a met some family members and it was just a really great day. And I, I said this in one of my social media posts that I'm so thankful that COVID wasn't the end of our story and that we have our next chapter evolving. So just yeah, 35 years, that's something to celebrate for sure. Yeah. And I was with him for five years before that. So 40 years, it's hard to say I'm 39 when I've been with him for 40 years. <laughs> okay, so if you had to give new married people advice, one little like cliff note version, what would you say? Um, I, I, and I do this with clients too, but just really recognizing that love isn't about what you get. Love is about giving. So if you're both giving to each other and putting each other first, it's win-win can't go wrong. And then you go back to the communication, compromise, empathy, listening skills, and all those things. But really love is about giving. You know, we take those vows. We, we, stand in front of our friends and God. And we say, I'm going to love this person. Well, you really need to think about what does that mean? And what does that look like? And that's what we do every single day. And we, another thing I like to say is if you had a week left to live, when we've talked about this before, how would you treat the love of your life? And that's how we should live every day. Cause we just don't know. So, and I really got faced with that when John went through all that he did. So love that. Yeah. Well, happy anniversary. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So you've been doing some meditation and came up with a topic that we're going to kind of expand and stretch out and and discuss little snippets of it. So tell me, tell me what was resonating with you when you came up with this topic. Yeah. um, Well, I know both of us really love identifying, like seeing the greatness in others and helping them, you know, see it for themselves. So it just means a lot to almost dissect my own journey, but also then help others live into their fullest potential to and find so, it, to work on it, to cultivate it, all the things. 
And I think that's what coaches and, and therapists and those helpers, you know, um, look at how do we help this person get to an evolved, better version, healthier version, um, functioning version. And I love that. And so um, today the starting topic is going to be what, where did we want to start? Well, we have to have the self-awareness to even know what is our purpose? Where do we need to grow personally in a loving way of identifying it? Um, so I, I just think self-awareness has to come first. And I love that, especially since you said lovingly say where, where we need to work, because uh, we found a quote by Debbie Ford and it says, self-awareness is the ability to take an honest look at your life without any attachment to it being right or wrong, good or bad. And so I think that's what you just said with love, looking at ourselves um, just from the outside, you know, where, where can I grow? What do I need to work on? And that can be so painful because it's seen as like a fault or a negative trait or whatever, however that can look. But if we identify those things that maybe is an opportunity for growth, that's where we go, even if it's difficult. Have, yeah. What do you I think it's easier to shove it down? Yes. And what do you see? Why do you think people shove it down? What do you see? Where is resistance with your clients for growth? I think it almost um just the the pain of like the insecurity if like I said, that's why I said lovingly, because it's like, we can love ourselves where we're at and still want to grow, still find that fullest potential, still push to the edge of our true capacity. Um, but if we allow it to be like those insecurities to show up and make it mean like something's wrong or bad, no, it's just to find it in a way of growing. Um, I think that's that starting point that we, that that first hurdle that we have to get over. Yeah. And I think if we look at it, in, in analogy, in the way of like, if you are a college starting college student or starting a program to get certified into something specialized in the beginning, we don't have all that knowledge base. We don't know all the things, but we're saying, I'm going to plug into myself and learn about these things and, and, and take that in and grow. So I can reach that goal of being a therapist, being a coach, being a teacher, being a, a sports medicine, whatever it is but we have to start somewhere and we have to do it with that self-encouragement, that drive, that motivation to get to that point. It doesn't always have to be negative. It could be anything. We have to have that self-awareness. What do I want to, I mean, I jokingly said, I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up, when I was like going back to college at 30, you know, <laughs> sometimes we have to sit and think about those things and take that time to reflect. But self-awareness can be like you just said, painful even in growth or even learning how to apologize those we have to have the self-awareness that maybe I need to do these things. But like you said, our egos get in the way. If I apologize that I was wrong, then I'm that I must be bad. You know, all that negative self-talk starts churning. So what do you encourage your clients to do when they go down the rabbit hole of negative self-talk? Oh, that's a good one. Um, starting with, okay. So what are the thoughts you're having? That you're saying identify, so identify. identify those and then what can you say first of all give yourself like some love and grace in that moment forgive yourself for talking to yourself that way and then what can you change it to what can sound more loving more positive to make you be able to take those steps into growth 
and we both talked about this before we hopped on too. Here's another way to look at it for us. When we're having those negative self-talks, what would we say to our child or our best friend or our spouse or our parent who's having negative self-talk, negative thoughts, or having a, a, a moment of down on themselves? What would we say? We would say, you got to love yourself. And that's not true statements. And you need to tell yourself the positive stuff. So that works for ourselves too. You know, that's what we would say to our people. We need to say that to ourselves. Absolutely. And I think another thing, because you know, I always have to tie in journaling is allowing yourself to have that space. Like if you are constantly having these thoughts, because let's be honest, I'm 38 years old. If I've been having some of these thoughts of self-doubt or judging myself for years and years and years, it's going to take time to undo. It's not, you're going to not just wake up tomorrow and be this like, you know, not have these thoughts anymore. So being able to journal and see them and know that like, okay, one, this thought doesn't serve me for where I want to go. And two, like, okay, this isn't even true. If I say, oh, I'm stupid or I, you know, that's an easy one. Like, okay, well, I know that's not true. I'm not, I have proof of that. Right. And also we, we can tend to identify with that, with whatever that negative situation that's going on in our lives, whether it's going through a divorce, oh, I'm just, I'm, I'm a single woman, I'm divorced or, or our financial issues you know, I, I'm terrible with money or I've made such bad choices. I'm a bad person. That becomes our identifying feature when that's not, that's just a part of us. And that maybe is something that we need to work on, but that's not a negative trait. It's a, an experience that we've had that we want, especially when we have the self-awareness that we want to change. We've made bad decisions before about our finances. We're going to put things in place so that we don't keep doing that. Or if we have a bad relationship we're going to look at what we did. And we've said this on our podcast so many times. It takes two to create a divorce situation, really, no matter what's going on. What part do we have to own so that we can learn and not do it again the next time? And we can look at any situation that's difficult. How can we do something different? And yeah, then- and I think that's why doing that, like having that self-awareness um, is the catalyst for so much change. Because that was a, a starting point for me after my divorce was kind of like dissecting the different areas of my life um, and really uncovering it. What, Where do I want to grow? Where do I want to maybe like put in more effort right now? Like obviously in a relationship, I was like, what, what was my fault? Where could I grow to be a better partner? And those were kind of those first steps that I took. And, and we said this already, but the self-awareness can be very, very painful. When we look at trauma in childhood, you know, and, and we've lived a life, say we're 50 years old and we've lived this life and we've been burying the trauma for all these years, but yet we've had failed relationships and failed friendships and failed job situations. We have to allow ourselves to build up the coping skills, whether it's deep breathing and, and breath work and mindfulness and relaxation so that we can go back and like you say, dissect some of the things that have happened in our lives to us, you know, against us or however that looks and go ahead and feel through that pain with that self-awareness. So then we can have the insight to grow and change and move forward and have better relationships and have better job opportunities and have better romances, but it's, scary. And it's, and again, going back to journaling, you know, writing when we're doing the self-awareness journaling about what difficult thing, maybe, or some, some piece of us, and let's kind of figure out where this comes from. You know, it, it is painful, but that's why else we have those, you know, 
relaxation, coping skills, things to help us because our body's going to respond if it's mm-hmm. trauma. I mean, this comes from the littlest thing we need to change, self-awareness, you know, to the big things that we need to understand and gain insight for, which is based on self-awareness. I mean, that's what therapy and coaching and everything's all about. Self-awareness is insight. Mm-hmm. I understand why. The whys. I always say that too. We have to get to the whys. Yeah. And I think when we don't do this and don't create the self-awareness and really look at our lives in all areas, then that's when we start just living on autopilot. And that's why I feel like it's so important to really dissect all of this of what does it look like to live in our fullest potential? Because it is possible for everyone. Right. And when we say fullest potential, we're talking about a well-rounded, peaceful life filled with joy and good relationships and good functioning. You know, we're not necessarily saying this is about making a bazillion dollars. Cause like we said, that doesn't, money doesn't make you happy necessarily unless you have all the things in place. Right. Yeah. And that's why for me, it really is. I really love to apply like it holistically and not just be like hustling in one area of your life. It's not just, yes, I'm going to hustle in business. It's, am I checking in with my health, my wealth and my relationships? all the time. I love that. I think this is a good, a good topic to continue to move forward. And we, we've talked a lot about bits and pieces of all of this, but kind of putting it together into how to be the, this, we always say the best version of ourselves, but what does that actually mean? And maybe that's something our listeners could journal about. What does the best version of myself look like, you know, in a healthy relationship um, good relationships with my children or my, my, my parents or my friends or building a better solid group of friends that are uplifting to me or plugging into something where I can give back. I mean, all of those things, but what does that mean to you? What does it mean to be at your potential in all areas of your life? Yeah. I think, um, journaling on it just to even see where you're at, to create the awareness, to take it to that next level, then, and say, what, what do I want for my fullest potential? But it has to start with awareness. You have to know where you're at. What is your, what do your relationships look like? What does your wellness and taking care of you look like? And what does your career business purpose look like? Okay. So this just hit me. You know, we talk about this with our listeners, (laughs) you know, it's coming. What does the best version of yourself look like to you, Lauren? Well, since I said holistic approach, it's definitely something I aim for. Like I told you before we even started, like I, to have bigger success in my businesses, I will never stretch myself and jeopardize my family relationships or my own health. Um, So keeping all those in check, but also something for me and something we'll talk about in another episode, I know living into my fullest potential is to keep stretching myself and Often that means doing the scary things that like get opportunities presented to me. And at first, like that nervous feeling of like, oh, I kind of want to say no, because this feels scary, but I know I need to do it because those are the things that keep helping me see to create the awareness to see what is my like next version. I like to just keep going one level at a time. That sounds like a good plan. And I do, I understand that sometimes when we hear something that's scary, I mean, in in weird ways, my first response is, oh yeah, I'll do it until the time comes. I'm like, what the heck am I thinking? Why did I think I could do that? You know, my instant response is sure. But then I get 
pulled back. You know, I don't have that hesitation at first. I just, Oh, I do. I feel it in my stomach. So I know now I'm like, Hmm, got to chase that feeling a little bit. Yeah. Well, and those are those places where we grow the most that are when we're uncomfortable. So, so I think we're going to, um, when I think, I know we're going to continue to, to cover this topic and, and, and move down the list of how, how to reach our best version of ourselves. So anything else you want to add before we end today? I think that was a really positive way to start this topic. I think for our listeners, just make sure you take some time after listening to this journal into those categories of your life, really take a minute, pause and look at your life. And we don't do that enough. We don't do the self-reflection journal before we get to the next episode, because then we're going to have another topic and this is just going to keep layering. I love that. All right. We'll have those hard conversations with ourselves and see where we end up. Thank you listeners and say, well, yes, to reaching your potential.